0: All right, good evening. I imagine that generally it's, uh, it's pretty hard for um, women who are making uh, Pesach to um, appreciate the Seder um, in real time. Maybe yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Um, definitely a, you know, very hectic and tiring time period, and so I just wanted to give a little bit of um, uh, an idea as to one what we are generally trying to accomplish. I there are you know many things obviously having to do with our understanding of Hashem and our understanding of of the hashkacha uh, that Hashem has for the Jewish people that obviously is the point of of, uh, of the Haggadah, the point of Sipri Yetzirah Mitzrayim but to get a little more specific about what exactly we're shooting for at a Seder and um, really it's something that for all of us to think about and all of us to try to take out from it and to be able to provide it for for our children, for others that certainly is um, is something that, that's within the realm of, of what we're supposed to be doing and so to try to have a, an idea about that. Okay, one of the puzzling things, one of the things that really bothers me and has always bothered me about the Seder is um, the, the the Russia. We have we, we have a Russia um, who's who's apparently coming to a Seder. And um, you know, every year this Russia shows up, and um, it's almost like, you know, what do we do to him? So, so we say, you know, we, the Russia. what does he say? He starts, he makes his comments about what he thinks of avodas of, Hashem, uh, of, what he thinks of service of Hashem. And so we say, um, since he took himself out of the rest of the Jewish people, he's kafar be'ikr, he denies a basic principle of Judaism. And therefore, Vavata hake yeshinov. So, blunt his teeth, sounds like knock his teeth out, and, um, you know, that's, that's, that's what we do to the guy. So, you know, it's like a weird thing to do. If, if, if you're not going to get along with someone, it's probably not a good idea to invite them to your house. And if you want to have a Seder and you want to have like a nice spiritual uh, uh, environment with the family and everybody feeling good... I mean, just having this Russia guy around seems to, you know, be a dark cloud over the whole situation over here. This guy over here, he's going to open his big mouth, and then we're going to shut him down. And so what are we inviting him for? It's almost as if we're setting him up. That like, you know, anybody have anything that they want to say? Russia, you got something to say? Oh, yeah? And then, Hakeyoshinov, then like, boom, you know, we give it to him. So what... What are we doing? Like, what's what's that all about? Why, 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 is there a Russia who's coming to a seder who's, who's involved in our that that the Bal is telling us about? What 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 is? What's the sense of his being around? The seder also starts in a very uh, unusual way. The seder begins with Halach and where we describe the poor man's bread. Okay, that's. That fits, you know. We're talking about matzah, and then we say kol, you know, kol Anybody who who is needy, let them come and eat. And we are inviting. We're inviting guests. Hachnasas uh, orchim. Hachnasas orchim is uh, seems to be a big big deal for at, at the seder. Every seder for the last thousand years. I mean, the the the, the text of Halachmania goes back at least a thousand years. So for thousands, of, for at least a thousand years, the Jewish people have been starting off, kicking off their Seder by inviting people. And it's like a weird invitation, and everybody asks a question. We're, well, we're sitting at home with the door shut, and we're saying, yeah, anybody who wants can come and join. Not really, right? But, okay, so they put that question to the side. But we are trying to engender a sense of, like, we're trying to be Machnesarech, We're trying to invite people in. Um, the, the first... Pesach, we're kind of aware of in the Torah. The first time we have a sense that somebody's eating matzah is also a situation of Hachnasus Not just a situation of Hachnasus but the situation of Hachnasus Arachem. Parshish Vayera begins with Avram Avinu sitting, talking to a Baruch and then Malachim show up. Shem says, uh, Avram says, Hashem, please wait. And he gives up, like, his being with the Shekhinah in order to be machnes or And one of the things that, that, that is being prepared are, um, uh, you know, are the, these, uh, what Rashi tells us, are matzahs. And that night was a night of Pesach, according to Khazal. When they go to Lot, Lot is also serving matzah. I mean, so there is a sense that achnasus or is taking place the first time we're introduced to the idea of eating matzah and Pesach, we're introduced also to the concept of hachnasas not just some hachnasas but the hachnasas because this 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 time that Avram Avinu goes and invites those malachim in when he's in pain and after his Brismila, and he tells the shechina to hang on and wait while he goes and brings in guests, that is a moment that it captures for us what Avram Avinu is all about, and also. Non, not coincidentally, but coincidentally, the Moadim the are set up. The Arizal and others say that the Moadim correspond to the different Avos. And Pesach corresponds to Avramavinu. Pesach is Avramavinu, Shuos is Yishchak, and Yaakov is Sukos. So we have a seeming connection between inviting people, Hafnasus Archim, this idea with the Seder night, with Lil Pesach, with this time of Pesach. What, what does one thing have to do with the other? I mean, we were, you know, we were not welcome guests on the Seder night, wherever we were that first Seder night. It certainly doesn't seem to be any Hachnasus Archim going on uh, by the hands of the Mitzrim at that time. What is this sense of Hachnasus Archim that corresponds, seems to correspond so strongly to Pesach? The mitzvah of hachnasas really does stand apart from the rest of chesed. It is the mitzvah of hachnasas that Chazal tells us is greater than being makabel pene shechina. You know, as Avram Avinu showed us, that like he had the shchina with him, he had Hashem with him, and he said, "No, I'm not going to go and be with Hashem right now. I'm going to do this aspect of chesed instead." And when Chazal talk about, they don't say that chesed is greater than being with the Shekhinah. The way Chazal say it is, Hachnasis Archim, inviting guests, is greater than being with the Shekhinah. Why? why, why, why what, what is so special about Hachnasus Archim? Why does that stand apart in, in that way? Hachnasus Archim is a mitzvah that is, is very, very different than, um, than, than general Chesed. And Rabbeinu Yonah describes how the difference between Hachnasus Archim and other types of chasadim is that Hachnasus Archim, you're only really accomplishing Hachnasus Archim if you do it yourself. You have to do it yourself. If, if, uh, if there's someone who is um, in need of a, you know, you know somebody who, who can't make Pesach and, and uh, so, so they need to go somewhere for the star. So you say to them, listen, I don't want you to come to my house but here's $5,000, you can go to, you know, you can go to Phoenix and, uh, and, and go to, you know, Gateway's uh, Pesach, right? That's nice, I mean, not the first part, but that's nice um, to, to, to do that for someone, but that's in Hachnasas archem. That's, that's a chesed, that's providing someone with something that they may need. They need a place to be, they need a matzah, they need, ma- they need wine, they need, you know, an environment to be in. So you're getting, getting that for them. Hachnasas archem is a mitzvah that has to be done by one's self. Like, that, that's, that's how it has to be done. Um, it, there was one time when um, I was with, um, went to, uh, to, to Philadelphia um, one, one morning to go and uh, uh, a, few, a few people went to, to go speak to Rav Shmuel about something, Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky about something. So when I went, you know, so we got to the yeshiva and he was, you know, he was in the base of Midrash. So I went over to say hello to him. So he said, hello, you know, um, you know where are you coming from? So it's, you know, I said, where we? he's like, where were we this morning? I said, I was in South Bend, now I'm here. So he said, okay, um, did you eat breakfast? So I said, yeah, I'm good, don't worry, okay. He's like, what'd you have? <laughs> so I told him what I had. He's like, what do you normally have? I said, that. He's like, okay, fine, so. But f- for others, who had not eaten breakfast, he went, and he went and got breakfast himself. Like, he went and got breakfast for other people. He made people, he was standing there making people coffee. It was very uncomfortable for everybody else who was there, because, like, okay, well, you know, that's okay, you you don't need to do this for us. But, hachnazos archim is a mitzvah that is done by oneself. And, it's, it's more than that. It's a very hard mitzvah to do. It's a type of mitzvah where, you know, someone comes and they stay by you, you know, so they stay by you for a day, okay, for a weekend, okay. But the longer they stay, the more you're kind of letting someone in on your turf. And that's a very, very difficult thing for someone to do. Hachnas Orchim is not just providing someone with food and, and board. It's really having them become part of your world. There's, there's, a, there's a, something called which has different ideas as to you know, how to uh, act appropriately. So it says, if you have a guest, when they first come, you should feed them very fancy food. And then the next week, you should feed them a little less fancy, and the next week less fancy, and the less fancy. So it sounds almost as if like, you, c- you gotta try to drive them out. And you know, like, they're, not, they're sticking around too long. And it's so, like, you, know, you, you end up with tuna fish and maybe they'll, maybe they'll hit the road. Right? But that's, that's not what's being described. What's being described is that you know there's a story with Debris-Gurav. Debris-Gurav the Briskarov. The Briskarov was when staying by someone's house and the person was waiting on him hand on foot. Hand, you know, hand, he was like all over him. Like, you know, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? And he said, listen, if you keep doing this, I'm leaving. I'm not comfortable. I don't want to be waited on like that. That's not just you go about your life. I'll go about my life. That's comfortable. Then I feel like I belong here and I'm okay being here. When we're being machnes oreach or when somebody is bringing in a guest the sense that the guest has to have if you're doing this mitzvah appropriately is that you are letting someone into your life you're letting them into your world you're letting them into your home in a way not that they're at a hotel but in a way that like they're they're part of your they're they're, they're part of your circle on pesach the goal, at, by carbon Passach was groups would get together, but everything had to do with selah Everything had to do with households being together. Shechem, neighbors coming over and being part of the household, being part of everybody acting together, not in a way of, you know, everybody's like being uncomfortable, everybody's like eating out, everybody's eating away, but that people are joining other people, and there is a homely feeling to that. And the sense that is trying to be conveyed be, it, through that is that we're all at home with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with Hashem. We're all at home with other Jews. We're all at home with Torah. And that, that is the sense that a Seder is supposed to convey. The sense that one is supposed to have. What happened to us? on that original Pasach is that Hashem said, you are, you're, you're my family, you, you, we're, we're all together now. That Hashem is with us, Hashem, we had Gilo we had a revelation of the Shchina that came to all the Jewish people. And there was a sense that now we and Hashem were like one. We now li- live with the Shchina. we now we live with Hashem. And the sense that through the generations after that, a Seder was supposed to convey was that look at how much HaKadosh Baruch Hu loved us? Look what he did for us. Look to the lengths that he went to show us how much he loved us in Mitzrayim. Ten Makos, Kriyas Yamsuf. Look at everything that happened. W- why did Hashem do that? Hashem did that because he loved us. He wanted us to be his people forevermore. And he chose us to be with him. And that is the sense that we belong with Hashem. We belong to the great big family of Klal Yisrael. That is the sense that we are trying to create and we're trying to convey at a Seder. And it's that environment that we invite a Russia into. You know, Rav Hirsch says that, what does it mean, of dull his teeth? Right? There are better ways of saying knock his teeth out. of means dull his teeth. He, the, the Russia is obviously a very frustrated, bitter person. He's got problems. He doesn't feel attached to this whole thing. What does this have to do with you? And he says, "This is yours. This is not mine." He feels detached. Hake Hashinov means blunt his teeth. What you're supposed to be doing at the seder is you're supposed to be showing him that everything that he thinks Judaism isn't—that's what it is. He feels disconnected. He feels like he doesn't belong. He feels like he's not a part of things. That's his whole thing. This is all yours. Hashem, I have nothing to do with Hashem. I have nothing to do with you people. And I'm wondering what this stuff has to do with you. And what we're trying to convey and the, and the feeling that we're trying to engender throughout the Seder is that this is not about us and Hashem. This is about all of us being in this together with Hashem. And that there's something beautiful and something wonderful over here. And that, Mr. Rasha, you're, you're missing out. There's something that... Blunt his teeth. His teeth are the things that he's attacking with. That's a, there's there are descriptions in Chazal of people who are Rishon, people who are Ameyaretz, people who are ignorant, or people who are against the Torah, that, they, that they're biting. You know, there's a description of, like, Rabbi Kiv described himself as wanting to bite Talmid Chachamim. That's how he described when he was, before he did Shuvah. Right? That he, that's what he felt like doing. He felt like biting them. That means he felt like attacking them. He didn't, he, 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 he wanted to rip into them. Dull his teeth means Take all those Angles of attack And dull them No, no, no You don't understand You're part of us You feel detached You're not detached This is all Hashem went And he took the Jewish people And he didn't discriminate About who is who And what people were doing Everybody was On the mem test Everybody was at the bottom We were all rashon. We were all no good nicks we, None of us were doing mitzvahs and Everybody was Serving about other That's the way it was that's the way it was, all of us, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu, Aaron, except for them, everybody else, bad news, total, right? No worse than you, Mr. Russia. and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he took us, he loved us, he wanted us, and we came together to be his people. And it's to that environment that we invite a Russia, and we say, listen, we're going to, you're going to go, and you're going to have all your bitterness, and... You're gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna spew it at our Seder. But through our Seder, through what we're doing at our Seder, through our having our families together, through the, the, the give and take, the camaraderie that takes place throughout a Seder, we're going to show you that there's a sense of belonging that you can have in Yiddishkeit, there's a sense of belonging that you can have with other Jewish people, and there's a sense of belonging you can have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the result is that even a Russia could eventually come back. There's a fascinating, um, in, in the psukim that described the Russia. So, the Torah describes how, you know, Hashem tells Moshe benu, there's going to come a time where, you know, one of the kids is going to say, you know, lachem, right, this is this, this Pasuk. So, it's and he describes, you know, what, what the response should be, the Torah. And then it says, Vayikod and the, 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 everybody bow down and thanks. So Rashi says, why did everybody bow down after hearing the news? They bowed down because they heard the news that they were gonna have children. They heard the news that they were gonna have children and they heard the news that they were gonna go into Eretz Israel. That was also part of it. So, Farshim asked, heard the news they were gonna have children? This is the Russia. They heard the news that they're gonna have children who are Rashan. Anybody wanna hear that news? Is not good news. What are they bowing down for? So I saw a beautiful vart by uh, Rav Mordechai Rogoff. He says that, you know what what they're thanking? They're thanking Hashem. That, yeah, you know what? There's no society. There's no group of people that's perfect. And there are always going to be people who end up straying, who end up becoming Rosham. But you know what's beautiful? Is that this guy is going to come back and ask his question. He, at the end, right, it's not just that we invited the Russia. The Russia came. He shows up. What's he doing there? That shows that there's still an element of connection that he has. And through that, we're able to go. And by creating this type of atmosphere, this atmosphere of everyone is welcome, everyone is part of this. This is something where it's all for one and one for all in, in our World in our Yiddishkeit, in, in what Hashem chose from us, in what we believe is, is part of this wonderful Jewish people that HaKadosh Baruch created on this night. Everybody has their place, and the, the Russia is coming back to such a thing. He wants to be there also. Maybe he's going to act, you know, he's going to put up a front that he doesn't belong there. Oh, what does this have to do with you? What are you doing there, Russia? That's what they were thanking Hashem for, that even when somebody strays, they still have that, have that connection that they feel like they, they come back. And through something like a Seder, a person is able to plant seeds. You see, it's, there's another amazing thing that, is, that, that we see. We learn, there's so much to be learned from the Haggadah, is that we see that a, that a father, right? I mean, again, it's like, you know, there's this sense that there's a father and there are four sons, the Chacham, the Rosh, right? Who's talking to each of them? Right? So it's not like, you know, the Chacham has his Rosh Shiva talking to him and the Russia has that Kyiv guy that goes to the pool halls talking to him, and the Tom has the kindergarten teacher talking to him. It's, that's that's not what it is. It's one father or one parent talking to all of these kids, talking to all of these people. Because ultimately the connection that we're trying to create, the connection, that connection that we're trying to engender is something that all of us have to be able to speak to anybody who's Jewish, and be able to show them that you belong here. You belong here. We love you. You're a part of this. You're you're a part of this greater Jewish people. And you can go and say all the crazy things that you want, and you can be as rejectionist as you want. But you are a part of this, and that's how we feel about it. And maybe you know, the Russia is going to remain a Russia, and he'll come back next year as a Russia again, and he'll come back the next year as a Russia again. But seeds are planted through a Seder that kids, you know, they begin as kids, they, teenagers, adults, and as they hear, and they, they hear it year after year after year, seeds are planted. And when there are times when, yeah, it's hard, and people feel like they, they you know, and, and, and there are those who have to stray, those who, who you know, it, they don't fit, and they, and they, but there's always a sense that they could return, there's always a sense that they could come back. There's always a sense that, that the door is open. But the key is that we're able to speak to and we're able to talk to everyone, whether it be our children, whether it be people. We're able to create that environment in which people feel welcome. People feel like they're part of Kali Because by planting those seeds, you'll always be able to have people come back. You know, My, my, um, my brother had a, a guy in his class Who was? I'm not sure. His family story was definitely weird because nobody ever knew it. So there was something a little off about it. And he was he was a bit of a a nutty guy. And after high school, I guess he went to like he went to normal high school, you know, relatively normal high school. And um, after high school, he he went off to 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 Hollywood. And he you know he got into showbiz. And he became a stand-up comic and he made it he made it pretty big. He was a, He was a writer for um, Howard Stern among other people. Um, and he was he was like a very successful guy in the world of comedy, but he also got dragged into the whole world that goes with it. and he was way 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 off the you know like the Derek wasn't even in sight of this guy like he was into all kinds of crazy stuff and he lived a very very decadent life But he always he always lived in in our neighborhood and while obviously he was uh, Never thought of to be the alumnus of the year by the uh, by the school um, There like among others my father um, Whatever he would bump into him on the subway and he would just schmooze them and and just you know You know just shoot the breeze with him about what's going on in his life and um, there came a time when he actually was this guy got a big break in in, uh, in Hollywood, and he was supposed to, you know, move from New York. He was he was leaving his job with, the, with that show, and he was going to go be a writer for I don't remember who some big comic out in out in uh, in L.A. And he was uh, involved in certain illicit substances, and he had he had a, a you know a very bad. Um, he had a bad trip he had, he, had, he had a very, very bad reaction To whatever he, was, whatever he was on And he really Like he described how He felt like he was going to die Like he, he felt like his world was Just spinning out of control He was going to die And he didn't know what to do And he started He started just all of a sudden He found himself saying Shema over and over and over again And he was able to, to calm down Now this was like in the middle of the night He didn't know what to do so that morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, when my father is, is leaving home to go to shul, so he comes out, and the guy's standing outside of our door. And he says, I, you know, I've I got to talk to you. And, you know, they sat down, and they spoke for hours. I mean, like, I don't know, my father didn't go to work that morning. He was talking to the guy. And um, ultimately, instead of flying out to L.A. the next day, he changed his ticket went to Eretz And it was a completely you know, life-changing, whatever he's now, he's a Kyiv guy, he's a very, you know, good, successful bentora. And um, and, and what, what it, it just goes to show is that, like, it doesn't take anything uh, special out of the ordinary in order to help someone turn the life around. It ha- it, what it takes is, it takes a person to just care, a person to feel that, there's someone in this world who cares about me. There's someone in this world who feels like I belong to the same thing that he does. And ultimately, when that person finds the emptiness or bumps into the emptiness of the outside world, so you know the Russia, quote unquote, comes knocking and comes back to the Seder. He comes back, he needs to hear something. He needs to talk to someone. And where he finds himself at home, it's that place that he finds himself welcome, and he finds himself at home, that's the place that ultimately he's gonna be able to have, find satisfaction, he's gonna be able to find peace in his life. And so the sense that we're trying to create at a Seder is a sense that you have a family who's coming together, and it doesn't involve having guests. What it involves is it involves a family coming together. And they're, they're going through the roots of what it is that makes us who we are. We live very different lives. Our children are very aware of the fact that we're not like everyone else out there in the world. We do a lot of weird things. We do a lot of different things. We stand out. And the question is why? What does that mean? And when parents were able to sit, to sit down with the children and they were able to say that, listen, you have to understand something. We're part of something that's so special. That it involves us, it involves all the people that you know in our circle, in, in in here in South Bend, and in the rest of the world, everybody else. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu went and he chose us to be his special people. And he did all these wild and crazy miracles just for us. And in to do so with a spirit of Right? And this is where like, the Erev Pesach rush you know, could kind of get in the way. With a spirit of like, you know, love and, and, and closeness and like, we're all together over here and we're all working together, hopefully, to make Pesach and we're all working together to create a beautiful Seder and have a nice atmosphere and we sing together and we laugh together and we drink a little too much together and we, you know, everything's funny together. When, when that sense is created, so then a kid has a sense... And an adult can have a sense that this is something that I'm a part of, and I can. It can never be taken away from me. This is something that's always there for me, and no matter what may happen in a person's life, and no matter where a person may get drawn and swayed, and we never know. We can't control the things that are going to happen. You know, all of them at least we can't control that. But to to be able to create an atmosphere in which that kid always remembers, like, oh, this is you know, I always just felt so so secure, so warm, so. You know, that little Shimurim that I always felt protected, that on this night, this is that wonderful place, that wonderful time where we're all together. That's something, that's the seed that's planted that the, that the child can always go back to. And, you know, the, 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 you know, Rav Moshe Wolfson says how, you know, we have the Russia who's at the Seder. And he says, even the, the there's a fifth Jew, he says. There's, there's a Jew who doesn't come, right? There's a Jew who doesn't come. But he says, you know something? There's a fifth cup also, that when we open the door at the end and we say, you know, and we have the door come for Eliyoh Hanavi with the fifth cup, Eliyoh Hanavi, he's going to bring in all those fifth, all those Jews who don't show up. Also, they're also going to have a place over here, and that's part of the sense that we're trying to, even those that are totally disconnected, totally not, you know, don't don't feel it, even they have a part in what a seder is able to be a, to, to, to mean, and that's the point of having guests. That's the point of having a Russia. Um, come to a Seder, and, you know, hopefully all of us have our Sudam without Rasham but um, the, the, the sense of love, the sense of camaraderie, you know, the, 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 the idea of having, you know, they always have the picture for Nirza of the kid falling asleep over the Haggadah. Right? So, okay, so there, there is something, uh, and, and, and I'm not saying that this is why the person, why they print that, but there's something to that, in my mind, there's something to a kid you know, being at a seder and it's too late and he had too much everything and he's, he's just over, you know, over and or grape juiced or sugared or matzahed or thyme or whatever it is. But that he has that sense that through the singing of Halal and the singing of Nirtzah like kind of lulls him to sleep. And, and he, he has that lullaby feeling that he could securely fall asleep on the floor, on the couch in his parents' arms, you know, on the chair, wherever it is, that is, the fact that, falling asleep that way, that is that sense of, I am here, I am secure, I am home, this is where I belong, and that is the sense that we are really trying to create through a Seder. It's a time of Hachnasus Arachim, it's a time where, not just Arachim outsiders, Archim ourselves, that we create a sense of, we're all part of something. We're all in this. It's the time of Avramavinu Avinu and it's the time that we're able to create that sense for our children and, um, and for ourselves. And we should be Zochah to, you know, after all the hard work that we put into to a Pesach, right? it is very important, um, if not always possible, but maybe it's the thought that counts, to try to be well rested enough to be able to get something, be, participate a little bit in what's going on in the Seder and make sure that you know instead of just flying through it or rushing through it or or or, or even having a tense atmosphere just relax just let it go just let, you know let the kids be themselves let let everything just kind of happen and create that warm environment that makes everyone feel welcome and uh, we should be Zoha through doing so to have um, all of our children obviously feel secure and feel so much a part of things, and also be Zohar to have that ultimate time when Eliyahu uh, Navi comes back and brings everybody with him, with the Bias Golbim here, Menu.